Hello everyone, welcome back to the Property Pod. I'm David Sweeney of PropertySolicitors.ie. And I'm Anya McLaughlin, owner of AML Property Services in Cork. And I'm Meg Sparrett, Managing Director of Mortgage Navigators. Uh, welcome back everybody and thank you for joining us for episode two. Um, it's been a very busy week I've found this week uh, in conveyancing and property. I think people are back from their holidays, back from August. Uh, the market has just had a natural lift, I think, Mags. Absolutely, yeah. In September, September is typically a really, really yeah. busy month. We are, like this week we've had... Uh, a significant number of applications but furthermore banks are back inside SLA yeah. so they're turning around mortgage approvals faster okay. as well so I think everyone back. yeah I think everybody <laughs> just wants to reset in September mm. it's uh, summer holidays are over and it's time to reset and uh, all systems go I've had lots of inquiries about new properties that are coming to the market over the next couple of weeks and lots of people getting on to me about do I have anything coming up yeah so yeah busy overall Good. and ju- I suppose this week we might focus on the mortgage process and Absolutely. mortgage applications yeah um we I deal with a lot of first-time buyers yeah and um, one side of it you can look at it's depressing and on one side of it it's actually quite busy and positive w- where is it at the moment Mags well, look, where it needs to be for any first-time buyer is that they need to start the journey at yeah. some point, you know, and we, I suppose we'd always be advising it, start it as early as possible. You know, if you've literally last weekend said, you know what, now I think I'm going to buy a house in the next year or two, yeah. you need to be picking up the phone to a mortgage broker and having yourself organised because Anya will tell you, Anya won't talk to you unless you have a, a mortgage approval in yeah. hand. Um, and I suppose, look, it is a tough market we know there is a supply issue we know that the rental market is really expensive and it is inhibiting customers to save for their mortgage deposit but speak to a mortgage broker I, I I completely agree because I would deal with an awful lot of um, rental properties. So I meet lots of people on the ground saying, I'd love to buy a property. I don't know where to start. Yeah. Um, you have people who are going home to save, but often they just don't know what do they need, yeah. what documents they need, how much they need. Absolutely. So. And they are clueless until they actually speak to someone and a calculator is run. You're at nothing. You yeah. know what I mean? So, look, the mortgage process sounds very daunting. It's not. You know what I mean? It's a process. It's a checklist. We where's, have to satisfy. Where's the first place to start? Pick up the phone to a mortgage broker. It's as simple as that. Because if you go online and you're running calculators and you're saying, oh, well, I can get this and I can get that. But actually, in fact, you may not be able to get what you think you're going to get. So the first place to start is when a customer comes on the phone to me, initial assessment, without ever paperwork exchanging hands, I will have told that customer in the first 15 minutes how much they can borrow. And you work back then. So then we know how much funding we have. We know what deposit we need. We know where we're going for the supports. Then we're looking, okay, where are you looking to buy? What's the purchase price in the area? And we either have Mm. the funding or we don't. And what if I have um, car loan or an old credit union loan or student loan or something just hanging over me the last couple of years? do I tell you about it? Do you I do. just wing it? And as I say to all my customers, my calls aren't recorded. So you, <laughs> you're so honest on the phone to me. So the first thing I look, the set of questions I'll ask is where you're working, what's your gross basic, is there variable pay? So we're trying to establish what is the loan to income. And if you're coming to me with a partner, we're doing the same thing and we're trying to find the combined income. Second question, 
are you renting living at home What's, what are you paying in rent is it coming out of your bank account actually when with the rental side of things something i think that a lot of people aren't aware of is the rent that they're paying shows their ability Absolutely. to pay and often people are paying far more than what a mortgage repayment is 100 percent. and they're just not aware because they think okay i'm paying this how can i pay rent and save the equivalent amount of of, yeah. of money for a mortgage that's what i hear back all but it's very the time. difficult, very difficult. And especially in Cork City, we know that in Dublin City and, you know, the, the urban areas, the cost of rental and, you know, the availability of rental properties is high and low. <laughs> you know what I mean? So once I can establish that there's demonstrated repayment ability and if that rental payment is going out of their bank account, they've now demonstrated they can pay the bank back their mortgage. And that's what the bank wants to know. Look, they're there to lend, but they're coming with a risk or hat on them. So they're looking to see, will we get our money back? Um, so that once we satisfy that, check number three or four done, right? Then we're looking at loan to value. So we know as a first time buyer, you can borrow a 90% loan to value. And then going back to your point then about loans and you yeah. know anything at all funny, what that actually affects is your net disposable income. So when I put the income the joint or sole incomes into a calculator, it tells me what's left over at the end of every month to service debt, mm. right? Okay, and to service <coughs> life. Um, so when we take a mortgage repayment off of that, and if there's any other lending on that calculator, it's reducing down the net disposable income. So we need it to be in a surplus so that people can still continue to live. Exactly. So do, you, do you mean that I should stop tapping for your cup of coffee in Not the morning or you know that no your lunch out? All that? Okay. Not at all. Makes no difference. Um, and it doesn't genuinely so like people would say to me oh my god almighty i've had like 15 taps or i did this yeah. on my bank we're not looking yeah. but when we're assessing a bank account we're looking for any stressors so like yeah. if you've an overdraft and you've gone into your overdraft facility consistently yeah. over the last six months you're demonstrating financial stress but if so you're are they are they're the red flags so what are the yeah. red flags really that they look for so I suppose the biggest red flag is Paddy that power? Uh, no, not no, really. Not the odd, the odd okay. flutter, no. Yeah. Consistent yeah, spending okay. 500 euros every week on petty power yeah. is a financial commitment. Sure. You know what I mean? The red flags are misdirect debits on your current account. So if oh, yeah. you're let's say you're missing your Vodafone or you're missing your rent or there's something gone missing and you've a you've a referral fee more than once or twice or three times in the last six months, that's a red flag because the bank are saying, Oh my god, if that was our mortgage repayment and they were that low in funds at the end of the month they'd have missed our mortgage repayment that's a red flag other red flags is that if there was something funny on the central credit register which is the irish used to be the irish credit bureau which holds all our lending over the last five years if there's something on that we need to know about it straight away often it can be mitigated like if there was a credit card that had the 30 euro stem duty that was never paid off and it didn't close okay. correctly of course we can mitigate it but if it was a credit card that had a 5000 euro balance on it that's a problem you know what i mean and it's if it's continuing there are the flags what the biggest issue i think we're finding with first time buyers is that they are living in rental property they're paying 16 17 18 2000 euros per month to to live in their rental property and it's stopping them from saving mm. but there is supports available yeah. 
Before we get into the supports, uh, the big question people who want to know is how much can I borrow and how do you work that out? Yeah. So, look, simple rule of thumb. First time buyer, the Central Bank of Ireland says they will lend you four times the salary, combined salary, right? Okay. And some banks will take 50% of variable pay. So if you're on bonus structure or overtime and it's consistent, there is banks that will take 50% okay. of that as part of the total income. So that's four times. There is exceptions. So the Central Bank of Ireland have allowed banks to have a percentage of their mortgage book every year to have an exception to policy. So if we can put it inside criteria, you'll get the exception if it's outside, you know what I mean? And that's where net disposable income actually comes in. So if I was earning, say, 45,000 euro and my partner's earning 45,000 euro, we can borrow Ni- four times 90,000, 360, Absolutely. which allows us 90% value up to exactly. your own 10%. The only thing is that the higher you borrow, the higher the monthly mortgage repayment is. Mm. And that's sometimes where people will get caught because they haven't been saving along with their rental outcome and we don't have a clean line of demonstrated repayment ability. But if you're a first time buyer and you're thinking of planning, the bank are going to look at your bank statements in the preceding six months to application. So we can get it right if we've enough time. So hence, pick up the phone. So you would always recommend (coughs) when you're thinking about it, contact your mortgage broker. And if things aren't perfect, you we'll know, get it perfect. You, you can get it perfect. Absolutely. You can make like everything. You so can make a plan, and um, I suppose it's really important with Revolut. That's another thing they look yeah. at, isn't it? Yeah. And six months time that you can have everything in order to. But to if get I was approval. coming at this fresh starting out, would I have a fear of paperwork. Is there a lot of documents? What kind of no, stuff do I have? There to have? isn't. And okay. you know what? That's such a good question because I had a client actually today at twelve o'clock, and she was like, "I started this process. They sent me over a checklist, and I stopped." Yeah. <laughs> and I. Said, really because all you need is we need to prove who you are so proof of id passport driver's license proof of address that you are actually a person in ireland right we need to prove your pps which is your pay slip normally we need to prove your income which is a salary cert if you're a paye um salary cert completed by your hr department with your two latest um monthly pay slips so that proves who you are how much you in- your your income is and then we need to prove that you're financially sound and that's where we go looking for six months current account statements including revolutes in 26s and all of those sort of good stuff and 12 month saving statements and the reason we look for 12 month saving statements just in case there was a lump sum lobbed in there and we didn't know what it was and we needed to figure out we'll say okay. source of funds source of wealth um, if you're coming from abroad sorry Anya if you're coming from abroad folks we're probably going to look for um, a, a credit history report of the country you're, you're coming from if it's in the last two to three years I was going to ask as well and in the situation where you have two people on two different incomes you have one who is super at saving and one that's not as good at saving um so how do you look at a yeah. couple who would be in that situation jointly jointly so absolutely and this comes up time and time again someone's salary pays the bills someone's salary pays the the savings so it's a joint assessment so if there's two people both people are joint independent of each other but jointly when it comes to demonstrated repayment ability so we're looking independently to make sure their credit sound um but jointly when it comes to savings and funding and all the rest of it and so the flip side of that then what if one person has a bad credit history it affects both okay and so you just have to wait it out or just re- depending reassess? on what it is okay. so like how severe it is yeah. um like i declined this week now at central bank actually this week actually have moved as well because they're now reassessing or i suppose they've i suppose actually i'll rewind they have asked the lenders to reassess okay. pepper mortgages more okay. favorably right okay so two weeks ago i spoke to a customer and in t- three years ago he had a number of missed payments on a pepper mortgage 
but now he's in a different category because the last two years he's actually been fine. Okay. So he's now back in the game for a switcher. Is there any case by case or something, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And okay. it is. And it depends on what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like if it's a mortgage and there's missed payments, of course they're not going to like, yeah. like it. But if it's a, let's say, I don't know, a, a loan and yeah. you missed a payment and it comes up in the, cr- the yeah. central credit register as one missed payment sure. and it's now back in yeah. normal um, payments and no missed payments are showing in the last three or four months. Of course, that's mitigated. That's a timing issue. Um, you spoke there at the start about supports. So say I'm starting out on my property journey and it's daunting and it's you're looking at properties starting at 300,000 yeah. euro in Cork. Like, What is available to people yeah. to help them out? Have the government, are they doing anything? They are. They are. And it's great. Um, could it be extended and, and made a little bit more wider? Absolutely. But what's there at the moment is the help to buy scheme is still there. Yeah. So we're hoping Minister McGrath will yeah. look favourably again in the October budget and, and yeah. continue, maybe expand it. Um, so, the, the, there's, so there's a help to buy scheme there's the first home scheme and there's the affordable housings um, that are coming through the the local county councils the problem with all of those not the problem I suppose the 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 issue with those schemes is that they're on new build properties only only, okay right okay so they're not for the previously owned property so they're encouraging I suppose the first time buyers to look at the new bills um, and we know in Cork City that's typically the three beds immediately attached, you know, um, um, in, a, in an estate. Yeah, and, and a lot of them seem to be uh, quite far outside the city, yeah. you know, and uh, location <coughs> is a massive, 100%. massive thing uh, yeah. for people. So they seem to be more, more rural, you know, a good bit outside of the city yeah, rather than they, central. They, well, they're not in the city centre. Yeah. Like, you know, and we, we don't have new, well, not a lot of new apartment blocks going up either. Um, but at the same time, they can be the bridging gap for the first time buyer. Sure. Typical example, and I'll tell you about my lady today. She was actually up the country, actually up in Kildare. But she could buy a new build property faster than what she'd buy a previously owned because she was able to avail of the 30,000 um, help to buy scheme yeah. and she was able to avail of the 20% first home scheme. So whilst I was only able to lend her 260,000 in mortgage lending because she was a sole applicant, she was able to buy a house of 440,000 wow. with the... With oh, the so you can actually qualify for, for a number of schemes, actually, is it? I think it was. You can, so okay. you can apply, you can, uh, you can conjoin the first home scheme and the help to okay. buy scheme. So the first home scheme is... Well, actually, I'll start with the help to buy scheme. Yeah. The help to buy scheme is on new build properties, 10% of the purchase price of the property to a max of 30,000, sure. right? And that's based on pr- your tax you previously paid. Exactly. So you're nearly getting rebate back and exactly. money worked already. So yeah. if you're listening to this and yeah. you've been paying income tax in Ireland with the last four years, log on to yeah. my revenue today and but, see what you qualify I, for. I think, does the property have to be less? Is it 500,000? It does. Yeah. It does. Okay, yeah. And that's actually in different counties as well. Okay. So just check All the right, terms and conditions council. on it. Yeah. Um, the first home scheme then if you're applying for the help to buy scheme you get 20% maximum equity share from the from the, the government if you're not applying for the help to buy scheme you get 30% okay. so there is a bit of a buffer there again there's price ceilings okay. um, I think with the um, help to buy there's just there's an awful lot of um, questions people have um, in relation to this because it seems like it's very very difficult to find how do I apply yeah. do I need to have mortgage approval and where do I go yeah. so for example if I'm a first time buyer and I want to apply for the help to buy scheme how do I go about that yeah so log on so 
P-A-Y-E, right, okay, so working in a company, working, you know, and getting your weekly salary um, is onto my revenue, right, okay, so literally you log on, Google help to buy and it will bring you straight in. You'll need name, address, date of birth, PPS number, and you need to supply them with your last four years employment detail summary. So they're actually assessing the amount of income tax you paid for self-employed applicants. It's onto Ross. So they're looking at your Form 11s and your Notice of of Assessments over the last four years. You don't need to be mortgage approved, right, okay? You don't need a property. You don't need a property address and you certainly don't need a purchase price. So they're just assessing and you do that as a sole applicant or a joint applicant. So again, this week I had a couple that had relocated back from Australia. They're here, I don't know, two years, maybe two and a half years. So they may not get the full 30,000, but okay. together they might. Okay. You know what I mean? They're high yeah, income yeah. earners, so they still might qualify. First home scheme then is slightly different because you actually do need to be approved with a bank um, and you need to have a property address. So the, the, the first home scheme are looking at the property. You know what I mean? Okay, so at that stage you have gone sale agreed on the property um, and then you're just going into the next stage. Exactly, exactly. And the affordable housing then is separate again, right? Okay, so the affordable housing are local councils building the houses um, and they're coming to market at a reduced price significantly reduced as in like anywhere from 30 to 40 percent i think we've got houses in in cork here that are on the market for 230,000 for a three-bed semi really really cheap so the government have an equity share in your property okay um but it's and you can use the help to buy scheme for the affordable wow. housing as well so but there is again there's there is ceilings on income and on, on, on those on and those and when someone wants to apply for affordable housing do they go to the council or you do. Do, yeah you they do. go directly yeah to the council. you do and they'll have a link um on, on their website so so they're assessing you so but like the first assessment is actually on your income because you have to be below a certain threshold so there's plenty of supports, right? Yeah. Okay. But if you talk like, as I say, that lady we had today at 12 o'clock didn't have a clue where to start. Sure. Typical first time buyer. Yeah. And my advice to her is come to me. Let me get you approved for the maximum amount of money you sit inside criteria. You may not need it when you find your house, but at least you have it. And like my advice to her is if you see a property, you'll pick up the phone to me. We'll look at it. We'll run the funding and we'll see what your gaps are. And then we figure out where and go from there. Perfect. I think that brings us to the end of uh, this week's episode of The Property Pod. I've been David Sweeney of PropertySisters.ie. I've been Anya McLaughlin of AML Property Services in Cork. And Mags Barrett, Managing Director of Mortgage Navigators. (laughs) 